1: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC.
0: This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R A M P dot com slash easy. Cards issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC Terms and conditions apply.
1: This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network.
2: The Fighting Cock podcast today. Uh, we have a lot of interesting discussions. We've we've talked about 36,000 people being naked at White Hart Lane, just very passionately clapping the end of the uh, era at White Hart Lane. And uh, Bardi, unfortunately... Talks about his incidents of boxing and women. And we have a man from the Football Sports Federation. <laughs> that should have been the first thing.
3: Yes,
4: exactly.
2: <laughs> but it was the third thing. It's the fight in. It's the fight in.
5: Clock! It's the fight in. It's the fight in. Clock!
2: A camo Season thirty Done <coughs> it again. Thirty-four episode thirty-four, of season five of the Fighting Cock Podcast. How is everyone doing this week? Not bad. Joined by Felonius Phil. We've got Bardi. Hello. I'm Flav and Amanda Jacks from Football Supporters Federation. Welcome Hello. Amanda.
5: Thank you, Flav.
2: How are you? I'm
5: oh, good, thank you. It's been a while I'm since good. you've been on. It has, too long. How long? That's the year.
2: Ish? Is it? Is or it did I long? come
5: on earlier this season
2: um, when no, that random
5: woman walked into the shop?
2: Uh, was it asking for bags?
5: Yeah, for bags. <laughs>
2: <laughs> with that? N- no, no bags. Uh, we'll record now in Ball Street, so that won't actually happen. If it does happen, that'd be proper weird. Um, so, uh, just for people that might not have might have missed the last few podcasts that you've been on, the Fighting Cock. You, why not do a little intro?
5: Okay, I work as a caseworker for the Football Supporters Federation. So, in that role, I work with the police um, on match day policing and what I grassing also. Grassing up fans. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do that an awful lot, yeah. <laughs> no, definitely don't grass anyone up. Um, just like recently, I went to Man United, Liverpool, Liverpool, Man United to observe policing up there, which was very interesting. This the Europa League time? Yes.
2: Did you see the fight in the end? I did. Oh. Yeah, that
5: was probably. Who won?
2: <laughs> <laughs> Because <laughs> we were talking about this, and we thought, "Well, you got some." Front.
5: I shouldn't be laughing. No, no, it's it a funny. Right. No,
2: it was a joke. It was, okay. I'm, I'm, right. you know, uh, the, it, it is a appalling scene, But if you, if you, if you, uh, if you go into the away end and you display your, the colours of your own team, you expect a clump. It's society. That's not a law issue. That's just a cause and effect.
5: Yeah, I mean, when they went in there, I'm sure they didn't think that they would walk out unscathed, but suffice to say, that will go down, won't it, as legends amongst the Liverpool fans. Mm. And even the odd Man United fan might have a bit of grudging respect for that, although they would never admit it Mm. in a million years. But it—it it, it was more than handbags. It was proper wow, punches and I was standing there. At it took a second or two for it to dawn on me what was actually happening, because <laughs> yeah. I just saw like saw this tussling. It's not thought, something you see. No, it's not. Yeah. It's not. And the police and the stewards were quite slow to react.
2: In your role uh, at the FSF, uh, in that situation where someone's clearly hit someone else, hit, hit another person, how do you approach that? Uh, as your role, because you know someone's committed an offence, but you still have to represent them. Is that right? Or yeah, you it, have to it, listen if, to their story? If, yeah,
5: if they, if I mean, I didn't hear from them, but had they rung me up, I would have been entirely neutral, completely yeah. non judgmental, because it's not for me to judge or anything else, and just taken their details like I do everybody else, and then referred them on to Melanie for representation. But it was funny, the police actually said if I wanted to stand with them on the dividing line, I could, but I said no. Because a it, it's a fine line, isn't it? All those supporters know I work with the police in situations like that. Yeah. If I'm actually there in amongst it, I think that sort of crosses the line. And I actually said to the police jokingly before the game, I said, "If it, if anything happens... And I'm a witness to it. Then feasibly you could call me as a witness, and I really don't want that to happen for obvious reasons. So I was standing pitch level between the home fans and the away fans, looking up at what happened. But you know what? You know, I was standing there. I was just thinking: this father walked out with his disabled kid, and there were seats flying down. And at the time, I have to say, I was just looking, thinking, what the really is is this really happening? Because kind of the red mist comes down. A tiny bit, because my, I spend my working life defending supporters and say, no, they're not that bad, and da da da, da. And then that incidents like that, to some extent, undermine what I do. Yeah. But in the morning, my knees stopped jerking, and I just thought, well, there were seven. what's the capacity, 74,000-odd? Yeah. 73,900-odd fans behave themselves. Mm-hmm. So let's focus on them, and let's not, too, get carried away about what happened, because it is isolated, And it's it's very rare. And, you know, I'm not going to join in the media hype that inevitably follows around that sort of incident.
2: Um, So just give us an example of, like, an obvious thing that might happen so that if someone's listened to this and been in a situation, why would they contact you?
5: An awful lot of fans don't bother getting legal advice. A, they think they can't afford it. And to be fair, they may well be right because some solicitors do charge an absolute arm and a leg. They might think, uh, well, I'm guilty, so I may as well just go to court and plead guilty and get it over with. Mm. Or... They might think I I can defend myself, but it's just so, so, so important to get legal advice and representation. Even if you are guilty, having a solicitor in court, they can mitigate for you. And even though you're going to be convicted, if you plead guilty, a solicitor may help you avoid a banning order, which might not actually be warranted. Right. And Melanie's so fantastic. Who's Melanie? Melanie Cook is a solicitor, and I very long story about how her and I met, I won't bore you now with it, but suffice to say, she has now got her own firm called Football Law Associates, because football is such a niche part of the law, you know, there's so much legislation affecting fans, so she now represents, probably about 90% of her business is representing football fans, so Mm. she is, it's not an exaggeration to say that she's a leading lawyer in the country when it comes to football-related legislation.
2: (laughs) Was she involved in defending the three fans from Tottenham who got yes, arrested Yes, she was, yeah. Saying the word you didn't. Yes, fading.
5: yeah, that was her. And a barrister called Alison Gurdon, yeah. who is also a football specialist. I mean, you know how it works. A solicitor has to instruct a barrister. Yeah. So well, Alison and Melanie work very closely together. And I'm <clears throat> kind of like the middle woman come to me first i take all your details reassure you that you're not actually going to go to prison if you've been charged with section 5 public order yeah. and you know the fact that i do that can often help melanie because i've got my finger on the pulse so i know what's happening where, I, and I can help the fan, you know, with, with the basics of what to expect in court. And it also saves Melanie a huge amount of time if I'm getting all the initial details from the supporter. All
2: right, so we're going to come on to a lot more about yes, uh, the football sports Because there's no show. football to talk about. No, 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 yeah. it's good. It's just we're, we're going to go into a little bit more detail and ask you some questions. Hopefully some difficult questions that you'll struggle to answer I, regarding the, the Fair Cop Twitter account yeah. that you run. Uh, and the different situations you found yourself in and, and what, what football fans can do if they find themselves on the wrong side of the police or stewards or club. Anyway, let's uh, let's talk about England. We all like England, don't we? Mm, yeah. Oh, you well, don't. No, yeah, Bardi's, Bardi's one of them born in England, raised in England, support Italy type. Snake. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can't oh, my dad's Italian. Uh. Um, everyone's, dad,
6: everyone's dad has the biggest influence on who they support. Right. And um, you know because of your dad. And yeah. With my dad, he's never supported England. He's Italian, and I just grew up...
2: You don't have to defend
4: yourself. I've got to defend myself. He <laughs> always fights, why I
2: love why up. <laughs> no, I've, I've got an issue with it, because I'm sick of fucking hearing the, the jibes in, in, in the WhatsApp group and whatnot. Like, Isn't if England a, has a bad... No, I, I could... And, and, and the little comments about Italy, or have you seen this player, that Italian player? Like, every opportunity to worm Italian culture into our a, WhatsApp there's group. There's a bloke called... You, um,
3: you do it. There's a bloke called James Horncastle who... Um, when he talks about Italian football, he always like exaggerates how to pronounce their name. That's that's Bardi. Yeah, Bardi
2: does that. I well, he doesn't it. exaggerate. That's how they. That's the proper no, way to say it. No, he just he exaggerates. He's English. I really. am part Italian, so I'm allowed to <clears throat> throw an accent
5: in every yeah.
6: really now and then. No,
7: you
5: sorry. speak
6: Italian. I used to speak it perfectly. Oh. But I can get away. If you, if you parachute me into Italy, I'd survive. I'd Do right. you understand more than you can speak? Yeah, it's that, like, that that like always... my Spanish as well. Because yeah. I'm trying to learn Spanish as well. Everything's just got kind of mixed up into like some weird. Spanglish, Italian things, a, a little bit mad. But you but, did you watch anything the England game? Um, I watched the Holland game. I was in Amsterdam on Saturday, on Friday, Saturday, so I oh, missed right. the. Um, I missed the England Is game. that why we kept getting pictures of you eating eggs? I wasn't, was was eating eggs. <laughs> <laughs> you went to, to egg omelet. I'm, uh... Oh yeah, yeah. I went to a really nice omelet place. I got yeah. to give a big shout out to Paul King, um, who's um, he knows his food and he. He sent me to the, some of the best restaurants. Um, he, actually, to that's fair enough. And he's you, a you big, listen big plug, listener and buys all the
2: fanzines and stuff. I was, I, I kind of, I think I said something a year ago. It's almost a year ago today, to the day when uh, Townsend scored against Italy. Actually, I think. yeah, 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 it was, yeah, Townsend scored against Italy, and we had Mason <laughs> Walker. Uh, Walker, Kane, Kane on the pitch. Yeah. It was m four.
3: Yeah, Mason Walker, Kane, Kane. Townsend,
2: Townsend. Hmm. A year ago, a year to the day, almost, I mean, that, that result in Germany where you had, you know, Kane scoring. <coughs> I, I, Vardy's goal was amazing, but Kane's, yeah. I thought, was better, obviously. Uh, and that bullet header from Dyer is just, it, I couldn't quite believe it when Dyer rose to, to meet that uh, and, uh, uh, and the ball met his head and flew into the net. I didn't watch the game, so I can't even say. Amanda, are you enjoying this conversation? Yeah, i we'll fine. <laughs> <mind>. Yeah. Because, <laughs> uh, full disclosure, Amanda does support West Ham. and... She does such a good job at the FSF and, and such an impact on the, on the players that there's no issue that you come into this inner circle, just, just for the record. I'm so In the <laughs> sanctum. <laughs> yeah, but um, you will have to put up with this sort of no, conversation. It's no, no, fine. <laughs> um,
6: there was a lot of stuff on Twitter that I saw that a lot of people were talking about England again with quite a lot of pride. And as someone who doesn't support England, it's, quite, it's kind of strange that the last 10 years I've been quite happy not supporting it because it's <coughs> full of wankers. But now it's so Tottenham heavy, it reminds me of like <clears> the 90 team where I'm starting to, I'm starting to like England again. It's not, I'm not glory hunting or anything because you're not <laughs> going to win it, but I like, I started to like England because it's especially Tottenham. Now what Tottenham. happens,
2: what happens, right? Because obviously Italy are pony, aren't they?
6: At the moment, they're not great, yeah. Yeah,
2: not great. It's all right, not great pony sort of you <laughs> uh, Pella's your like, talisman. Ah, uh,
6: yeah, I don't think me started
2: <laughs> Anyway, so uh, what happens in, in the summer when obviously England. You march on to European glory. You're not gonna, are you're you not gonna get caught up in it at all because we won't allow you. By the way, no, you won't be able not, to come I'm, in our yeah. clique when we're, we're watching England play. Well, I used to think. <laughs> I, I say I say, I say clique ironically. I don't actually say it, use that word.
6: Well, I used to think that I would emigrate if England ever won the World Cup. Really? Yeah, because I don't, I couldn't handle it. But why um... don't you emigrate? <laughs> 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 it's is England, I'm we're like, doing yeah, that in But I'm I'm England team. But I'm English, I'm English. <laughs> English. clearly oh, not. <laughs> North
2: London, born and raised. But, um, <laughs> why does Barney always get so sick when he comes <laughs> out here? It's horrible, isn't it? It's so unfair. <laughs>
6: support. support. When it comes to
2: football, I support England, you know? No, nah, it's fair enough. I'm, yeah. only, I'm only putting your leg in. But
3: I mean, what annoys me about like, England is that... Um, I heard someone say, why didn't we put the same eleven against the Netherlands? Which is the following game. Yeah. And... These friendlies are about trying things out, trying out formations, trying out players. It's all just um, experiment. It's all just experimenting. I mean, um, it's not about the results. It's just about seeing players, different formations, seeing what players can do. But um, from a Tottenham point of view, Saturday did feel loss of a lot of players. Every time we play Germany, it's a big deal, regardless. And Saturday showed that.
6: Uh, how strong was Germany's team? They were missing. They were missing a couple of um,
2: defenders. Yeah, but. Um, Zemre yeah, Chan they, they smashed Italy the next game <laughs> so yeah. well so, so there is something in that performance perhaps what did you think of it did you watch it Amanda I watched
5: the England-Germany game yeah it was quite impressive yeah it was good but the game the other night i say so I watched it it was on mm. and you know if you if the game's on in the background and you're not overly bothered you the crowd will make you look up, won't it, and see what's happening. There was no noise, was there? No. I don't think I looked up more than about once in each half.
2: The fans, the fans in Germany were 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 incredible. England fans. The the volume yeah. inside that, I and mean, that's the first time I've ever heard of German support being outsung by anyone in their well, own. No, country. The,
3: the lower leagues, big out for them, you know. that's a bit patronising. <laughs> <tragic, isn't laughs> don't care.
2: I love that (laughs) I love tea two expressions from tea that I love is no and don't care Uh, (laughs) um, were you a bit upset that Creswell and Noble didn't make it no they're not good enough really are they
6: (gasps) (gasps) Noble had a good testimony
5: yeah (laughs) it was brilliant.
3: No, no, but but Ashton Girl was nice.
6: I, I did think it, Noble's testimonial was a bit like, you know, when you, well, it never happened to me, but like you wouldn't get invited to like the popular guy's party. It <laughs> <laughs> <That> never happened to <laughs> me. But you did. always see it down the road, someone else having like an uncalled A pie. pie. <laughs> yeah, Noble was having, Noble was like, oh, let's throw him a little pie just because he wasn't in the England series. I, I, I like to think, <laughs> no, punch him. I
5: don't do punching. <laughs> <laughs> I like to think, though, that Noble's that sort of player that people, even if they don't like him, they've got a certain grudging. Yeah. Respect for him, whoever you support. Yeah. Him. Well, you'd
2: like to think that Amanda, you would like to think that. sadly I, would, I will always
6: be grateful <laughs> when he missed that penalty uh, last. Was it last season start? Yeah, when we were This isn't. Season.
2: This yeah. isn't. Let's needle Amanda Sorry. podcast, is it? Let's. let's no, you know, it's it's she's come go. here, <laughs> here to do. She's come here to do a good thing, um, but uh, you know you are West Ham first I am yeah sorry. which is the way it should be why am I apologising no. I tend to apologise yeah. no, do should. I don't no, absolutely I. not I'm going to rip that shirt <laughs> down and put it on <laughs> <laughs> there is a oh God, bizarrely yeah. a West Ham don't, actually, don't, don't, get it, don't know. Um, yeah the body's um, that's his that's his saying he's never apologised yeah <laughs> Anyway, uh
6: yeah, so <laughs> unless it's really bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, unless it's really bad. Yeah, unless you've done something really bad.
2: Uh, never apologise for an appeal. Just Come give on. me the eyes. <laughs> just give me the eyes. Uh Trippier and Davies uh, look likely to start against Liverpool given the fact that Hodgson used Walker and Rose at fullback. I was a bit angry at that. Rose played on against Germany. I know we are a bit short in left backs, obviously other than Rose. Or well, Creswell. Maybe Creswell. <laughs> we we, <laughs> we uh it was why did he play two games? Why didn't he why did he leave Creswell out if he was going to play Rose twice? It seemed mental. Doesn't
3: want to look at him, does he? Obviously knows what left back he's gonna pick. Yeah. It's not worth picking a player just for the sake of it. I mean, well, give him a rest
2: so that we don't have to rest him against in probably our yeah, biggest don't game don't know, of the season. Sometimes
3: footballers are better when they have more games, they have more match sharp, you know, glass half form. I and mean, there's a lot of Spurs fans moaning on um, Tuesday when I think all of our players are on the pitch at the end. Um Dyer, Ali, Kane or on the pitch of the Alan Walker as well, mm. but ultimately Touchwood, none of them got injured and it's, and it's and it's okay.
6: Yeah, yeah. What do
2: you think? But well,
6: I, I personally, Hodgson's never going to experiment. He's not the most kind of ambitious of coaches. He should have when um, who is it that pulled out? It was um, Bertrand. He should have called up Crystal to be honest. But um, but he's not he gonna, th- he's th-
3: not going to play in the Euros. so What's the point? But of you
6: never know. Do your knee with Butland. He only takes one, one I mean, dodging move. I remember in back in 1992,
3: season. we had um, Keith Curl at right-back playing for England because about five England right-backs got injured. I think Lee Dixon was jogging in the park and fucked his knee up. I think there's some kind of like errant tree trunk that he smashed his knee on. I mean, barring a situation like that, then I don't see a point of him picking players at like this point who won't make the Euro
6: squad. I mean, it's, it's, it's not really it's a kind of redundant point Rose didn't get injured I think he'll still play against Liverpool and um, I think we'll be alright the most important thing is they all went away on international duty and nobody came back injured really
2: how do you feel about the Liverpool game coming how big is it I don't think we'll, we'll win right great I, I think I
6: think, we're, I think we'll beat them I think they've got their <laughs> eyes on Dortmund yeah, I can't say that. they've got their eyes big time on Dortmund that's their like how we were at the start of the season where the Europa League was our only route to the Champions League. I think their only way into the Champions League realistically is, is beating Dortmund and winning that competition. So I, I think he's gonna rest a
3: lot. So they games. they played
2: Dortmund what four three They're days st- four days after Yeah. yeah. So you need to rest players? I think Well,
3: so. um, Coutinho, I mean I think um Colology, the keys on Twitter, said um that Coutinho won't play the full night yet, Firmino's unlikely to play, so yeah, I guess it will be a much changed team, but I just think our record at Anfield is just fucking terrible. Every time we play, Liverpool always seem to raise their game. Yeah, and new Tottenham No matter how team. bad their form this is. is, new, new Tottenham, new and, Tottenham. New, and new Liverpool. It's the same Tottenham. That Liverpool de- <laughs> it's the same Tottenham. Nothing's changed. Really.
6: Liverpool defence is weak. Southampton showed that you can get. They you know, were on a good run before that though.
2: Yeah, they were. To be
3: fair, you
6: it's big-
2: big- not bigging up Liverpool. Please. I'm not bigging up Liverpool. Fuck them. Um, You're getting in amongst them. You will, what have will been? How, how are you dealing with this, uh, this? This running to the title now because I, I'm, I'm starting to lose it a little bit. I, 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 I'm forcing myself not to think about it, and it's really hard when your day job is, is to have to talk about this sort of stuff. So yeah, you,
3: know, you prepare for the best, expect the
2: worst. That's been a Tottenham fan. and yeah, that's what I'm. That's what I'm doing. No, yeah, no. I'm, I,
3: if, if it all
2: crumbles, then I'm back in my comfort zone. Well, as long as I don't finish fifth, then that'd be like that be awful. <laughs> but but that I'd be. <laughs> I met, I met a geezer called James Fox a uh, lovely guy from uh, today early today we went for a beer and uh, he um, what the fuck did he say something good It stuck in my head now it's gone <laughs>
5: really good then yeah
2: no he, he's, uh, he said actually it'd be better to fall away to. Uh, that if, we're good, if we're not going to win the league it will be better to kind of drift away to f- third or fourth and, and not go through the hell of losing it in the last <laughs> last day of the season no, we you, want, it you want to lose it in the last day of the season you want to up your level of uh, of, 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 of misery. No, of, of it's like a, an armor. It, it, every single time we go through a, a heartbreak, it's a little piece of armor that protects <laughs> us for the next one. I was this, nothing st- will protect us from
6: this. I was more stressed a month ago than than I am now. Yeah, was, the West
2: Ham game was
3: very stressful. After, yeah, I was <laughs> really enough, stressed was in the West stressed. Ham
6: game. If we we lost to West Ham and it was kind of like uh, I, I don't want to give West Ham like the the credit that they might have derailed us. They done they done excellently. That West Ham game and that Arsenal game, coming away with only one point out of those two. We'll probably end up costing us. So I'm OK now with not winning the league as long as we finish above Arsenal. Amanda,
2: what's your understanding of the hatred from West Ham to, towards Tottenham, You know, based on the conversations you've had? Why, why do they hate us so much?
5: I really don't know. I think Millwall's obviously our biggest yeah, rival. we not played Millwall for many, many, many years and when we did briefly play them, that was just a blip in our long history. Yeah. I think there's a, some fans identify with how much they love their club by how much they hate another club i can if, identify if that, with that. Yeah. absolutely and yeah. you're geographically close to us where it's come from i really don't know oh, i think it's but hooliganism. possibly i yeah. think
3: same with chelsea same with chelsea actually it's all still funny to that no one hates
2: arsenal in that respect then.
3: no no <laughs> um, If chelsea arsenal. and arsenal have kind of gone a bit more a bit more rivalry over the last 15 20 years because they mm. were Primarily, the best teams in London, so them two will be fighting out. But
5: no, I, I, been... I think it'll change when we both move into our new stadiums. Like I was saying earlier, I've been up to Man United, Liverpool, and yeah, the hatred's there, but their support is so diluted mm. on both sides, and I think that's calmed things down yeah. quite. I mean, the vitriol's still there, yeah. absolutely, but the threat of a punch-up not so much.
2: Um, and I think that's what will happen to us. With well, the Liverpool-Man United thing, rivalry, I don't get and accept. Really. It's, it's similar
3: it, it, to the West ham Millwall rivalry because um, they're both on the coast, <coughs> and I think it's to do with shipping. I think um, when Manchester grew as an industrial giant, yeah. they took a lot of Liverpool's business, and that's where the cities have rivalry, that, and, that's, and, it, and it's pulled over to the football. But the same thing in Millwall and, and West Ham. But it's, do- really, it's on really... On the docks. On the docks. Yeah.
2: But really, that rivalry, doesn't, that's <laughs> yeah. my That's, mystery, that's true, yeah. that's true what you said, but it doesn't necessarily... It's really about the because they were both kind of uh, trying to usurp each other on the pitch. That's where the most of that hatred comes from, I yeah, think. Yeah,
3: but Manchester United hate um, Leeds as well, but Leeds aren't that good anymore, so they have a bit of an identity. But,
5: but, but again, so, you know, like I was saying, about if you talk to some West Ham fans, they, they have no idea where this rivalry has come from. They just hate it, It's Millwall. Yeah. And, and the same, you talk to some United fans, and they too are slightly baffled by this whole Liverpool thing, and as far as they're concerned, they, they reserve all of their hatred for City.
3: Mm. I would love it if West Ham finished fourth. I know and I shouldn't really say this, but <coughs> if West Ham finished fourth, then I don't know, Man United and Man City didn't get in the top four. That would just be amusing. Just <laughs> West Ham, Tottenham and Leicester are the Champions League. If if to be honest I with
6: don't I don't mind seeing that. And I'd mix it up, change it up a little bit. The refreshing thing when Spurs qualified for the Champions League is we were a little bit different. It wasn't the same old tired faces every year. So that top four, I don't mind
2: that. A coefficient is fucked next year. I don't give a fuck about it's that. that. Fuck coefficient. I don't care. Nor do I, not do I, but <laughs> Arsenal care. And if it's Leicester, Tottenham, and West, because let's face it, no matter how good a season we've all had, none of us are, you know, going to win this Champions League, are they? We never
6: Leicester
2: could. Mm, Leicester you know,
3: we're not going to win it, anyway. Too. I've actually better made that Leicester make out of the Champions League group. And if Leicester win the league, then they'll get, they'll be seeded. They'll be seeded, yeah. That's might
2: get a favourable group. Not, that's not a bad bet at all. So um, going into this Liverpool game, what what? How do you think Pochettino will set up? Because he he's he has a. Um, History of not playing the best team that we what well, are the best team on paper based on you know, players' fatigue or alleged fatigue. not in the league so much. So, do you not think I've seen him play? I, I wouldn't be surprised if Bridges and Trippier started at the weekend. I know we're going back to the fullbacks, but based on these,
3: I think the biggest issue for this game, and I think Boyd is probably going to say this in a minute, was <coughs> is kit is, is um, Eric Dial. He's if he gets the book in, he misses the next two games, which would be United at home and Stoker, which are two tough games, oh. and I think. That may affect how we approach the game because normally Da is always good for a tactical foul, and um, on Saturday I think he might be a bit reticent to to get that booking.
6: Yeah, and it was um, Klopp's first game in charge of Liverpool was Tottenham yeah. at White Hart Lane, wasn't it? And you saw the way he set them up. They came out, they came out after us like maniacs. They maniacs. It was unsustainable pressing. For, for twenty minutes. Yeah. I I think if we can get an early goal and sustain, like live with that pressing. We'll be all right. They'll fall away.
2: It's a case of who, whose pressing game works the best, I think. Yeah. And with, I don't want to tempt fate, but our, ours has been consistent all season, apart from West Ham, where it kind of fell apart a bit. <laughs>
3: that <was> a <laughs> we played a bit of a weakened team that game as well. Yeah.
6: That they was did, the reason. They did a number on us. So I, I think I've said at the time they did a number on us. They, they, they beat us for.
2: So in your mind's eye, when you think about the game going forward, how do you see it playing out? Um, is it? It's one of them ones I can't call it. I, I'm not confident going into it, although, you know, although given the way Spurs have played this season it feels like we should be confident, we shouldn't fear anybody, we haven't been done over, turned over at all this year really, apart from Dortmund away, so there's no reason why we shouldn't, they are inconsistent, they did let, a, was it a 3-1 goals? It was 2-0, 2-0 slip, so you know there's... there's you said <laughs> slipped
6: in Liverpool, that made me laugh,
2: yeah. if, they play, <laughs> if they play Lovren at the back there's a chance... <laughs> Well I i, I was, He deleted his Twitter account. I was talking <laughs> to Red TV and they they they've been they've been really impressed with his performances since <laughs> yeah. since Klopp took over. He said bar, bar in Southampton, yeah. He's a very good defender,
3: to be fair. I mean twenty minutes might be a bit steep, but as as for the game, I think if we do I mean the next three games are the ones that everyone's really talking about. If we can get if we can win all three of those games then I'd be very optimistic about winning the league, but I just don't know. I just, I just, oh, oh, I just see Liverpool always raising their game against us because they, they hate us because they we're where they want to be. Yeah. And I could see them raising their game, but on paper we should be beating them. 3 yeah. Three, three, one. We I should, be them we, should
6: one. we should, we should I think we need to win six games. We can afford to lose one, draw one, and win six. That will, that will give us a, like a seventy percent chance of winning the league. Apparently. Really? Yeah. But Leicester. Well, Based on previous, but if
2: we win,
3: let's have Leicester
6: down, don't stop win. Leicester yeah. Stop winning. Leicester need to stop winning. That's, that's
3: well, They've got West Ham and Southampton
2: in the next two games, so those, but they're both at home, so... Oh, I don't know, we'll see, who knows. Um, OK, well, just to round up this very kind of hodgepodge first half, because it's clear that we have nothing to talk about. <laughs> I think we've quite scraped past that. That was a low point in the fighting cock, in my opinion. Well, this, <laughs> no, this man, half. has been lower points. What, in what, what do you mean? What, what are it's... the things that we've said? Yeah. Well, you're, yeah, those are... Moment, they were, those are momentary slips. <laughs> <laughs> this is uh, this has been thirty minutes of sustained shit. <laughs> solid, I think that was a solid. I, I'm only mucking about, I'm only mucking <laughs> Uh So we've no, been linked. Can I, can I hang myself now? <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, cool car. I'm after. The, this is um, uh, we've been linked with who is the the, the, the Belgian striker? Yeah. No, what's I'm his name? No, what's what's his been? name?
6: Battershury. Is it? Yeah.
2: Nice work. Battershury.
6: Bat, no, yes,
2: no, what is it? Batshuri. Badshuri, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I've never seen him play. I, I've never seen him, but he's got like a foreign-sounding name, so he must be good.
6: Well, Marseille didn't they, um, loan Stephen Fletcher in the in the January transfer window, so yeah, no, was a replacement yeah. as a well. Of joking. course, they've used yeah. to, repl- <laughs> to replace him. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. Stephen Fletcher used to play for Sunderland. Sunderland. Yeah. Yeah. Sunderland. Yeah. Yeah. Never played down. No. no, that's no, ridiculous. No, no. Not yet.
3: They had a Fletcher, but wasn't Stephen. Yeah,
2: Carl. Is it dropping the knowledge? Nice. Dropping the knowledge, <laughs> I had to bring it back there, did Um, yeah, I don't know anything about him, don't know why I brought him up. Uh, hopefully, he's good if we sign him. Hey, eh?
3: well, yeah, I think, um, we're looking at a geyser from Madrid, Because of a K. Is it Kovacic? Have I said the name wrong? The midfielder, yeah, him. yeah, he's,
2: insight.
6: He's good, he's from, um, it's a difficult one to pronounce, but he was at Inter, yeah, and he, I think, he went to Real Madrid too early, shouldn't have gone there, what? but he's he's a nice, nice. You know, technical, very gifted midfielder. And love how about Morata? I love Morata. Yeah, I'd love to sign Morata.
2: He he's, he is, he came from Real. Real Madrid, he did, yeah. Real. And he joined t- joined Juve, and he knocked him out of the Champions League last season. Yeah. He's and, great. I'd love. Him. And how how is he how's he doing? Is it, it this season? Because he's not just well, been on and off in
6: it. It's it's on and off because you got Di and then they kind of like got Manducic, Manducic and, um, and and Morata kind
2: of playing for that other. Role. I want to buy him Di I like him. I've seen him play a couple of times. Yeah, we haven't got fifty million. Okay. OK, that's it from the first half of the Fighting Cup podcast. Uh, now we have Windy, but after that, plenty of chat about um, the Football Sports Federation and, and, and fans. And Wait, Windy's happened. halftime
3: bit is actually pretty good this week. Isn't oh, yeah, him? he's uh, changed it up, not he? Yeah, he talks about, does a, does a good um, round-up on Yedlin. Um, all right. Talks about Jack Rose as well, so yeah. Stop spoiling. Yeah, you've just spoiled all these films. I don't give a fuck. Right. No.
7: <laughs> <laughs>
3: that's a talent of this week's pod. <laughs> don't, care. No, don't care. Don't care. Don't <laughs> care. Um.
4: Hi, this is Windy with the youth update, um, usual format, low knees, under 18s, under 21s, questions, end. So, low knees. quiet week due to the international break so I thought I would give a little update on DeAndre Yedlin's progress. Now, I've not seen much of him, so I started to do some research and noticed that someone's basically done my work for me. Someone on the Sunderland Reddit had asked about his progress. Now, there aren't an awful lot of replies, I must admit, but here are some of them. So, user Chet Lemon says, "'I still prefer Billy Jones, a bit stronger and more aware.'" Ernie Bacon replies, "'Definitely don't prefer Jones.'" Bar the occasional, brackets, very infrequent, closed brackets, moment of quality, he's been stuck between fine and appalling since he joined us. And he's 29, so he doesn't even have potential upside of being young, baffled why we brought him in the first place. Green Sky Fish says about Yedlin, Overall, still pretty meh, and you would want more in a right-back. But in terms of a trajectory from where he started for the club, he definitely has improved quite a bit. He still needs time. Svanir Perish says Improved a great deal defensively the last few months but overall he is still just OK in inverted commas OK Need another year starting for a bottom PL club or a top championship side to really start potentially looking like a quality defender at this level to which Raven 27 says So he's staying at Sundland, LOL JK I hope you guys stay up Moving on to the under 18s there were no league matches, but we did send an under-19 squad to Dusseldorf in Germany to take part in the under-19 Champions Trophy. We finished fourth overall with two wins, three losses and one draw. I watched quite a lot of the tournament, either live or on catch-up. The matches were two 25-minute halves, so they were quite easy to watch. It wasn't great from Spurs, to be honest. We were missing a lot of key players due to the international call-ups, and it wasn't the strongest squad we could have taken, but the performances were overall fairly disappointing. The good players I thought were George Marsh, who played a lot of games in central midfield. He's a defensive midfielder, and he was very calm and composed on the ball, made lots of important challenges, and generally was a steady, steady presence at the base of the midfield. Jack Rolls, who plays the ten mostly, who's our most creative player, and did really well, and Nick Sarula who is a left-back, I was very impressed with him, he worked really hard, a uh, very swashbuckling player, uh, getting up and down the line, and the pleasing thing was that those three were three of the younger players, Sarula was the third youngest in the squad, Rolls was the fifth youngest, and George Marsh is 17 as well, so really pleasing to see them do well. The disappointing thing was that the under-21s who dropped down weren't great, Um I won't name names, but you can find out for yourself. And they didn't really. They, they were pretty poor overall. So, fourth was probably about right. Shame that we lost more than we won, but um, it's understandable with so many players missing. The Under 21's next match is at the Lammock Stadium in Stevenage next Wednesday, that's the 6th of April, where we play Middlesbrough Under 21's. Middlesbrough are a very good academy side. Um, or a very good academy with two good academy sides, generally. Uh, I have a question from Luke Henry, Hung Min Henry, on Twitter. He says, Hi, Windy. Love your work on the fighting cock, as well as your focus and knowledge of youth. Thanks, Luke. I'll give you that tenor later. I was wondering if you would answer a request of mine, either on the show or here, if that's okay. Could you do a profile on Spurs' under-18 midfield player Jack Rolls? The lad appears to ooze quality from what I've read or seen whenever his name pops up. But I don't know too much about him, or a lot of the under-18s for that matter, other than reputations and names. Thank you very much for taking time to read this request. Keep up the great work on the fighting cock, and of course, come on your spurs. Thanks, Luke, for your kind words and your question. More than happy to speak a bit about Jack Rolls, who is a player I like so far. Um, He hasn't had an awful lot of game time. He wasn't in the team at the start of the year. I was slightly surprised by that, as I felt that our under-18 midfield was not the best. He's now 17, um, he's getting much more game time and like I said, he was one of the standout performers for me in the under-19 tournament. He's a player who plays generally as a 10 but can play as a sort of breaking midfield of a number 8. He is quite creative, good, good number of uh, through passes, certainly attempts at through passes. He does score goals, he arrives late in the box well and he had a really good scoring record last season and he seems to have the right attitude. He's definitely got a bit of a mean streak as well, a bit of a deli alley about him, where he will make the occasional late challenge or a cynical challenge when trekking back. But that's not necessarily a bad thing, as we've seen with Alley. I think Rolls is one to watch over the coming couple of years. Um, he's not an outstanding talent, but I think he's got the right attributes to give himself a fighting chance of making, uh, certainly doing well in the under-21 team, and then who knows where that can lead. So keep your eye on Jack Rolls. That's it for this week. If you're interested in more young players, follow me on Twitter at WindyCoys. That's Coys for coming You Spurs.
2: Second half of Got Podcast. pretty much windy. Cheers, mate. Doing a bit of a different style of you this time. Good round up. Up.
6: That was really good. Yeah, it was good. Like we just really listened good. to it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, cheers, just sat around and listened to it. <laughs> yeah, <great>. really <laughs>
2: good. Well done, Windy. Yeah, good job. Good job. <laughs> um, yeah, so we touched a little bit about your role in the first half, Amanda, and um, it's such an important thing because. Fans for a long time have been treated like animals. It's like the minute you go, you walk towards or, or travel towards a football stadium, you're suddenly treated as a second class citizen. And it almost feels like a cliche to say it out loud, but it's true, isn't it?
5: it? Yeah, it is. But I, it is true, but. The reality is most fans go to a match without any dealings with the police or the stewards, but there's, like, groups of young males in particular do get targeted a lot on what they wear. I wrote a blog last year called Dedicated Followers of Fashion. OK. Um, you know, the Adidas trainers and all the designer gear. Stone, um, Stone Island. Um, not, 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 not necessarily Stone Island, <laughs> yeah, but... Stone Island. Uh, did you see that picture of a three-year-old on Stone Island on Twitter? Old, yeah. 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 <laughs> what,
2: nursery at one, West Ham <laughs> away at three. <laughs>
5: Um, Yeah, I mean, these groups of young men, I wouldn't call them risk fans. That isn't to say if trouble came to them, they couldn't defend themselves. But, you know, the number of times I hear from 18, 19, 21 year olds, they get off a train, they're sort of corralled by the police, they're filmed, they're asked to give their details to camera, um, and and just sort of subject to undue police attention. Mm. And I think part of the reason why it still goes on is because football fans very, very rarely challenge the police. I was saying to you earlier, we've got a potential case at the moment where Wrexham fans were travelling to Grimsby at the weekend and there were 60 (coughs) of them on a coach. And um, the police tailed the coach for a couple of miles, pulled the coach over and said so there were 60 blokes on it, um, maybe a couple of women. There was a 12-year-old. Um, they got on the coach and said, right, please cooperate with us. We want to get all your names and addresses. We're going to film you. If you cooperate, you'll go on to the game. So they got all these blokes off the coach, took all of their details. A few of them were apparently saying, well, you know, what's going on? Why should we give you our details? But they were shouted down, no, 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 let's just cooperate because all we want to do is get to the match. And then the Wrexham local police turned up and I'm not quite sure what happened after that, but suffice to say the police said you're not actually going to the game now, we've got all of your details, we're dispersing you and you've got to go back to Wrexham and the police escorted them for about 40-45 minutes. So they took their details, something happened and then said you're
2: not going to the game?
5: Yeah, the, the police found a very, very small amount of alcohol on the bus. Um, the coach driver apparently was very, very strict because it's illegal to drink on the coach to the game. Yeah. Um, maybe a couple of cans of beer, a small can of um, bottle of whiskey. Yeah. Not anywhere near enough for the police to justify taking the details of 60 people Please and sending them back to Wrexham. Paint. What's the what's yeah. the law
6: on on a police officer stopping you on the way to a game and asking for your details and asking to film you?
5: They can ask for your details if they think you have committed antisocial behaviour, but that's about it.
2: So, in that pers- perspective, in that, that instance, they may have seen someone take a swig from a can or something like that up through a window, or said that they had.
5: Possibly, it, it's I, I've don't really want to speculate on course, the why's yeah, and the wherefores, yeah. But again, I don't know, probably most of your listeners will be blissfully unaware, but there's something called the Traffic Commissioner, and the Traffic Commissioner has issued guidelines for football fans travelling to and from a game on a coach and those guidelines are incredibly draconian. Mm. Um, the coach operator has to tell the police that they're taking football fans to a game. They don't have to give the personal details, but it's just enough to say, right, I've got 50 Spurs fans taking them up to Stoke, and then um, the police can say, um, define the route that you should take... And you're not allowed to arrive any more than two hours before the game, you have to leave an hour after the game. And the guidelines actually say if you want to stop at a pub en route, you have to ask the police's permission, and yeah. if you want to drink, you can only drink with a substantial meal, which oh is God. all just so Orwellian. And
6: yeah. Is yeah, this just applies to football fans? Just football fans, yeah. I mean, just the other, the other day,
3: I mean, yeah, there's rugby fans. You had at the at the scrap, did you see it? Yeah. yeah. In the yeah. You know, and I mean there's a question here. I mean, um I mean there were violence have rugby league match over the weekend. But the language used in the media was completely different to it. I mean, if it had been football fans, it have been portrayed as thugs. I mean, how do you... Right, do I like tweeted that. that. I yeah. tweeted
5: the exact same, a link to the BBC article. And, you know, note the tone of the reporting. There was no quote from the police. Um, there was no mention of arrests or prosecutions. I think yesterday The Guardian reported that GMP or West... No, West Yorkshire, wasn't it? Because it was New Yorkshire, mm-hmm. are now looking at the CCTV. Um, but there was one picture in the Daily Mail of a rugby player. I don't read the Daily Mail, I just like the pictures of celebrities, um, <laughs> of, of, um, <laughs> of a rugby player with a fan on the floor and he had him round the throat like that. And now, this, we all know, don't a- we, if that had been a football match that David Cameron probably would have weighed in with, yeah. with yeah. his views on it.
2: I mean, this, to give that some context, there was the, the, the family of that rugby player in the ground being around that, that fracas. So you can understand his iry. When uh, you know, he oh,
5: completely understand it, and I think a woman had a small child with her. And the point,
2: the point's spell it though, isn't it? Because it would have garnered so much more Absolutely. attention. Absolutely, yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's it's, an, it's it's a frustrating thing. I mean, we we had a similar experience myself and Body and we won't go into detail again. But you know, the Dortmund game where Spurs fans, in my opinion, were treated awfully, yeah. but because we're football fans. The fact that seventeen people got injured—it's um. just part of the course. for them. It's just—it's just what happens. That was—that was the problem with it. It was just like no no regard or anything yeah. to
6: our well-being. It was just they're football fans. They're English. They're away from home. They're in Europe. It's kind of what happens, which is not—it's not, it's not really the right way. Do you ever see a future where the police and uh, the how football fans are and looked after will change? Do you ever see it change a It's changing
5: now. You know, I've been doing this job for five years full time, and about three years prior. Um, volunteer, and the policing has got much, much better, and in London, the Met now are not policing anywhere near as many games as they were I don't know what it's like at White Hart Lane, but they're certainly not policing that many games at the Berlin net anymore, mm-hmm. which, which is how it should be, and their uh, police are getting much, much better with communication with fans. The Met are really good, Greater Manchester Police, Merseyside are really good, Northumbria Police, but the problem, if, I think, is there's no u- uniformity around the country.
2: Wet, a wet, a West, is it West Yorkshire?
5: Yeah, West they, Yorkshire, South Yorkshire, they've got it? a really bad reputation.
2: And how, how are they doing? Based on your experiences in cases that you've worked with?
5: I think they still go overboard. Mm. I think, you know, they still police some matches, although it's the 80s. And all football matches are graded according to their risk. So, like, when we play each other, it'll be a Cat C, which is the worst, or Cat C IR, which is Cat C increased risk. Mm -hmm. But the reality of those fixtures are the vast majority of fans want to go to the game and enjoy the game. You know, there might be a bit of... Yeah. I hate that word, but <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but the reality is, 99% of people, but that they, when they arrive at a station and, you know, there's loads of police there, there might be dogs in the background, the police might be filming. Yeah. I think that plays into the dynamic almost and hypes the tension. But there's no
3: Yorkshire site in the top flight, so get in there.
7: Yeah.
3: Start <laughs> to yeah. face them. <laughs> but now, I mean, at West Ham away, I'd never seen that many police dogs
2: in my entire life. There's loads of them for.
5: They are there to prevent disorder. So if it kicks off, police dogs are, in Released. theory, deterrents. Yeah.
2: So the, our, our, so our stations are there to, as deterrents? Deterrents,
5: and if it kicks off, you know, they they are more likely to separate two warring in theory, more than horses crowd control yeah. as well. Yeah, That's not, like your
2: worst fear as a police dog, isn't it? What's that? Yours. You <laughs> hate dogs anyway. No, I'm not. I'm not a fan of dogs. But uh, yeah, I agree with what happened on, on Twitter yesterday. A snarling that. dog. Snapping at your ears Because trained. you're, you're so mate, I
3: looked at the floor As soon as I saw Doyle. I looked at the floor yeah. Didn't even look any West Ham fans in the eye Straight at <laughs>
6: the ground No trouble you know just... they're, they're trained to go Straight for your balls as well And your yeah. that... <laughs> neck
2: no. You read that on the internet Somewhere that isn't true <laughs> No I'm
6: just trying to scare oh. Oh.
2: Oh, you Oh Did you put tea
6: bags you In your boxing gloves, Then Bardi <laughs> No I, no, I, so I but, uh,
2: <laughs> Good work T So Bardi, Bardi's been uh, bo- boxer size. Oh, is it? Boxing, boxing, <laughs> <laughs> fit boxing, <laughs> fit boxing.
6: I was the only male in the class apart from the instructor.
2: You find that every uh, I'm just always worry about you. So every exercise class you go to, you always say I'm oh, the only male there. Well,
6: it's, it's more to do with my gym. It's not that I'm hanging around like a <laughs> You're not a, about a gym nun pervert. gym. Uh, no, <laughs> no, I'm not like a gym pervert. Well, I don't go to like a nun's gym. I go to a normal, a normal gym. But it's just unfortunate that the only people in this
2: class were women. So well, I have to it work unfortunate? With,
6: well, because I needed someone to, to do pad work with.
2: And what, and they weren't <laughs> strong enough?
6: No, come on, they weren't. No, they weren't. <laughs> not, not, not because of them, but because of me. I've so the and the pod
3: listeners, I'm really
2: sorry, I was <laughs> No! That's a big I'm really sorry. What I love about bodies is it's so easy to walk him into an alleyway. <laughs> 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 not because of them bits of me, <laughs> <laughs> I'd <laughs> <I laughs>
7: love,
2: you know, love Ronda Rousey to be standing there now <laughs> to choke you out.
6: Oh no, I'm not hard, I'm not hard at all, but I'm no, no, stronger no. than them.
2: <laughs>
7: <laughs>
2: <laughs> <You know>. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I learned. <laughs> no, not but anyway, carry on. No, I
6: learned today uh, that if your boxing gloves are sweaty, you should put um, tea bags in them for two days after. And apparently.
5: No, what you do, you know those little rice bags that you get in mobile phones or shoe yeah, boxes? Yeah. Collect those up. They are brilliant at taking the moisture out. So, you forget your well. tea bags. No, I haven't. Oh, okay. um, but I just read silly facts. But yeah. yeah, collect those, put them in your boxing gloves, yeah, you and take. they will take the moisture out.
2: Brilliant. So if you wasn't hitting women, <laughs> <it isn't, laughs> <then> why why, <laughs> uh, why why was your hands swollen?
6: Because I was working with the instructor, oh, okay. and he had to put wraps on in the end because like, he couldn't because <laughs> you were hitting so hard, couldn't deal with it. Oh so mate,
2: long. fuck off! But
6: today I, I can't, my I can't grip. Much. I'm, really good. I'm in pieces. <laughs> Jesus. Christ. I'm not going to go like that rabbit
3: hole. Let's um, just move on. So, um, I was going to say that um, away tickets have been capped at 30 quid. I mean, are there any other campaigns in, in progress for SFFSF?
5: Um, well, obviously, we're still looking at ticket prices, but yeah. if I do say so myself, I think that's a huge feather in our cap. Mm. But equally, we couldn't have done it without fans around the country doing their own protests, so credit yeah, all round the, to that. The, the, the,
3: are you, are you sensing a change in fans around the country in terms of um, them li- feeling a bit more liberated and able to protest and affect change? Definitely,
5: are you- and I think this £30 price cap will galvanise supporters, because yeah. it, it can't not, can it? You know, although, <laughs> what's the point, it's never going to change. Well, it has changed. I think um, the Liverpool walkout, even though that was about their home prices, yeah. I think that might have been a bit of a catalyst as well. Yeah. And I think, uh, you know, if the protests had continued, it would have damaged the Premier League brand, wouldn't it? Because those images yeah. would have gone around the world. And I know the Liverpool fan owners were very, very badly stung by... I don't know if you've seen it. There's, there's a clip of all the Liverpool fans walking out, singing, you greedy bastards, and yeah. is enough. Yeah. Mm. But they were called greedy, really hurt, yeah. apparently, from what I understand. Well,
2: and, and fucking right. You know what I mean? It's not... It isn't even if they're aware that they're being greedy. It sometimes you have to be made. It has to be blatantly said to your face. You're behaving like a prick, and that's what ha- was happening there. F- um, who is it? Who owns them? It's. I thought it was F- um, Fenway. Fenway. Sorry, Fen- Yeah, Fenway uh, uh, Sports probably just thought this is the way it is in England. <coughs> um, we're getting all of this money from from uh, overseas syndication of the Premier League rights. And it's normal for fans to be charged this much. And the Liverpool fans, you know, they get a lot of stick, you know, claiming victims and, and, and that kind of stuff all the time. Um but to to to, to, to work together and, and, and to form and, and to be organised in a way that English fans are not. And that it's no coincidence this has happened in in Merseyside where, you know, the had the strikes in the eighties and all the problems there with the government and they're a kind of socialist, left-leaning, so they're always going to be more mobilised. But it's so good that they're using that energy and and, and kind of uh, uh, like a, a militancy, n- militancy. But it's kind of in their blood, mm. is what I'm trying to get at. That they're using that for something like like this. And and while they were talking about their own tickets, I don't think it was it was. Beyond them to, to realise that there was going to be a wider impact here. It was
3: noted and everyone
2: else took note, took notice of it.
3: I, I think the reaction to it from other fans, even fans who are not keen on Liverpool, I think everyone respected them for, for what they did. Mm. I mean, maybe there are a few people who have been a bit obtuse, so maybe there's more £59 tickets which which over the whole season might cost more than those expensive ones. But well,
2: the clever dicks. Yeah, there's always, yeah, there's yeah, there's always, always some, clever dicks. There's, yeah. there's always obtuse people on Twitter. Yeah, but um, you can ignore them.
3: But, um, but no, I think a lot of people respected Liverpool for why they did that then walking well, out. maybe they say, well, you shouldn't have been in the stadium in the first place, but... No, no.
5: But that's the I, most important in time, isn't I, it? I, point, I, I
3: said a number of weeks ago here, well, you know, if you don't go to Tottenham, then you're not feeding the machine. Well, I like watching Tottenham.
2: yeah. Why am, just, why am I not going to go for? You know, get, uh, no, no one ever should ask you, T, under any circumstances to not go and fo- follow your football club. But I mean, to, to, but for, but it's your right yeah. as a supporter, as a member, as someone who goes regularly, and someone who just loves Tottenham to to, to make a stand at some stage. Well, and you're not less of a fan. Th- actually, you're more of a fan if you're if you're, you know, trying to make positive change.
3: I mean, the way the way tickets are priced, a lot of it, it has priced a lot of people out, and I respect that. I mean, I'm in a position, fortunately, where I'm not completely priced up I do recognise that the ticket pricing is not is counterproductive in, in a lot of ways um, but this away tickets thing I think it's a very much a um, watershed moment in, in, in England and in the Premier League I mean, it's for three years I don't know what will happen over, I don't know what will happen after the three years I but... don't think
2: anyone would allow this to be slipped now the momentum's up the tsunami is coming <laughs> we all just got to get our surfboards and, surfboards and ride it into town. Exactly. Um, when, when the news came through in the FSF office, was it like everyone going mental? You know, like yeah, like well, Last Days of Gamora. I, um, Wolf, of, Wolf, of, Wolf of Wall Street. <laughs> yeah, Wolf of Wall Street, people tearing their clothes off. <laughs> yeah, like, yes! just flying
7: off. Yeah, on. yeah. <laughs> just throwing around.
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just just <laughs> absolute debauchery mental scenes. in the. Paper. Is that what happened when this comes from? Well,
5: I mean, I work from home, so I'm not with everybody else. Of course. Sunderland. Yeah, um, I wouldn't have expected that. But Kevin Mars, our chief exec, was in a meeting with yeah. Dave Rose. I got the press release about ten to one. I think it was embargo till one o'clock. I had to read it three times. Yeah. I thought, well, I read it first, I thought, no, I've not understood that. Yeah. And then I've read it again, I thought, I actually have, and then I had to read it a third time, and I was like, I've just got a massive buzz, because I yeah. thought, you know, I've, I've been part of this tiny weeny part, that yeah. I work for the FSF, and New- yeah, I was really
2: bloody proud. It was. I imagine like it was like Mandela reading about the the end of the apartheid. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the wall
5: coming down. In
2: Germany. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> David Hasselhoff on the stage <laughs> yeah, yeah, doing a guitar solo as the wall goes down. <laughs> it was. It was that. It was that level of shock. It's like finally we've done it. <laughs> <laughs> We're free. <laughs> free. Yeah. United
3: clans. <laughs> yeah. uh, but we've we actually got a question for you from a new admin on Facebook. And it says, what, if any, progress has there been politically with the Save Dundee campaign? And do you think we're likely to see it being introduced in the, in the Premier League in the foreseeable future?
5: Um, obviously, the Hillsborough inquests have been going on, so that means we've really quietened down on what we've done publicly, but there's oh, yeah. still been behind-the-scenes work going on. So as soon as the inquests are over, we're going to ramp it back up. But I can't see it not being introduced. Um, it's introduced in Celtic now, um, all over Europe. How long
3: have Celtic had it for?
5: Just a season. Okay, I mean, is it, yeah. is it going fine? Actually, thing? have they got it? No, it's, no, not. it's starting next season. I mean, that was an almighty great big battle for them to get it, but they won and they're now going to have an area with these rail seats in. I can't I can I can't see it not happening, and I know that various grounds who are expanding have actually factored in the possibility can of. You
2: confirm confirmed that that's happened at Tottenham? No. Okay, because I said something being, being recorded the other day and. Uh, I said that yes this is 100% this has happened and the news first says we're definitely going to get rail season if the government pass it and say it's okay and then this moment like do you know the the moment you think it was that 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 moment you knew you'd fucked up it all went still and I was like I don't know if that's true I've just just said this out I
6: watched that I thought that was just my computer buffering (laughs) 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 (laughs)
2: Yeah, <laughs> 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 was it? Was it that bad? It no, this no, it was fine. T- it okay, was fine. it I came across all right. This is, we're talking about the social club yeah, live that. thing on what's wrong with modern football. You can watch that on the Bull Street YouTube channel now. It's an hour-long discussion on what we think's wrong with football. It's good. I'll watch. Yeah, do. Yeah.
5: Now I think it would be naive of any club planning to expand or move not to factor in yeah. areas for safe standing.
2: Just hypothetically, if it did happen at Tottenham, could you imagine? Given the fact that we've got that cop. We've got the biggest cup, uh, biggest single stand in Europe outside of Dortmund. And if there was, I don't know if it's possible, if there was 15,000 rail seats, which would turn into 25,000, 30,000... Oh, my God. be good. Well That'd be, it'd be amazing. But good is a bit of an understatement. Good is boxer size. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Boxing fit. All right, oh, sorry, boxing <laughs> fit. <laughs> Foot boxing, one or the other.
3: No, uh, I mean, it, it'll, it'll be amazing, and... Um, I mean, the work that FSF do, like, I mean, Spirit of Shankly and the THST, I mean, they're doing some great work, and um, it's changed the way, I mean, I mean, me personally, before doing this podcast, I wasn't aware of the AMF movement and, you know, how fans were mistreated to a degree, and I think you guys do, do a great job. Thank you
5: very much. Um, how, do, how are you guys funded?
6: Do you, how do you, like, work? What
5: there's a fund called the sports fund that's managed by various stakeholders and we like kick it out supporters direct and mm-hmm. level playing fields all apply to that fund for um, money
2: and uh i mean it's it's it's, it's it is an incredible thing and um it it's as football fans going to <coughs> going to the game sometimes it's you kind of realize that you know it's it's often that you go to a football match and you think you've been treated poorly by police sometimes the club itself most often by stewards and and to know that there's an organisation like the Football Sports Federation that kind of are going to stand up for uh, your your rights or at least understand your position because often you feel like you kind of the way you're treated is very much of them and us.
3: Especially, I mean, especially at away games, you do feel like you're the enemy. I mean, obviously the home fans don't want you there. Mm. But you almost feel like the police are almost kind of you know got their right eye on you too. I mean, at the West Ham game, for example, we were penned in for ages after the game. Yeah. It's not I think at West Ham as a club, it's just something that I've noticed that. I mean, it's mainly at um, London derbies. Um, I went Chelsea away last season, and there was a massive bottleneck. Almost, I mean, not the same level as Hillsborough, but it's a bit like Dortmund actually, where yeah. I don't think all of the ticket turnstiles are open. There must have been about three thousand fans all piling, the police didn't really care. Mm. And sometimes it's easy to really just be disheartened by all that. But um, I mean, it's important that fans
2: know that there are <coughs> that there is a group out there who are prepared to help you and, and know where you're coming from. so that's kind of from the fans perspective is there is there anything that fans can do that would help your situation you know in in terms of representing fans in 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 front of police do do fans behave in a way you think well, that's not really helpful
5: yeah uh, i mean this this relatively new thing about jumping around on the concourse and chucking beer everywhere you know i don't want to sound like someone's miserable mum Mm. but why um
2: well they would say it was fun
5: Well, I I dare say it is fun. And to be fair, there are some clips on YouTube and it's clear that they are having the absolute time of their lives. Um, But the problem is it means other people... Don't. So, yeah. You know, would I go down to a concourse and get drenched in beer? I really wouldn't want to, and neither would a lot of fans. Mm. And it is viewed as antisocial behaviour. So when the when there's meetings to decide on away allocations, behaviour like that is factored in. So, yeah, behaviour could... Be- I mean, pyro is another one. I, I wrote a blog about two and a half years ago. So if Pyro carries on, you're going to see more police, you're going to see more stewards, you're going to see sniffer dogs and your allocation's going to be affected and you're going to be virtually strip-searched on the way in. And that is more or less exactly what's happened because some idiots want to let off Pyro. You can swear. I'm the lady, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, so, all right, yeah, some fucking twats want to let off there the smoke go. bomb to yeah, get <laughs> something that... Again, I don't want to sound like... Um, Stuffy and all the rest of it, but the fact is, it does impact on other fans and it does impact on how you're policed and stewarded.
2: I've, I've known you for uh, three or four years now, Amanda, and, and stuffy. Stuffy isn't one of the things I would, uh, <laughs> I, I would attribute to you. Um, if anyone understands the the plight of football fans, given the the most of the football fans that you would deal with wouldn't be the everyday fan that you would that the you and I would come across. So their their fans for some of them might get caught up in trouble. Some yeah. might court trouble. Uh, Some might behave in ways that attract attention from the police. And your role is to be uh, an uh, an objective... Neutral and
5: non-judgmental.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, you're not being stuffy. Don't worry All about right. that.
3: Um, I remember on, uh, on on one of the podcasts we were on previously, I remember you saying you used to get phone calls at about seven in the morning from <laughs> some like drugged up fans. And, oh my God, I, know, I don't know what I did yesterday,
2: but can you help <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that that's happened.
5: I what, there was no more
2: information. I don't know what I did yesterday, <laughs> but can you help yeah. me? <laughs> yeah. There's something similar to that. I'm like, locked out of my house. Yeah. My wife's I left me. me. Where are
5: you? I have
2: no
3: power. Help idea. me, Amanda. I don't know why, but when I see you that on Twitter, I was really in love my wife. <laughs> left me. Just those words in the tweets. Oh, mm. What are you saying that for? But, <laughs> but I remember I in the previous podcast, people are just phoned in like randomly saying, oh, you know, I don't know what the fuck I did yesterday, but...
5: Yeah. And, and also, people ring me up and they think that I was born yesterday, <laughs> and they kind of...
2: Right.
5: Yeah, gloss over what they've done. But actually, the flip side of Can that is... Can you give us
2: an example? Please.
5: Um... Well, yeah, anyway... <laughs> a settled case. Alright. A, a very old one. This sticks to my mind. Um, bloke rang me up proper geezer and um he said yeah i've been nicked for disorder right and um got got in a cab and i asked this cabbie to take me to the pub i didn't know where it was or who'd be in there anyway as i turned up all these chairs were coming out the window (laughs) and And i just thought yeah right like you had no knowledge whatsoever (laughs) of that at
2: all so so knowing that you know that this guy is guilty what
5: not that? innocent before guilty, but yeah, no, not, I know, yeah, no, I know. No, not. in the eyes of the
2: law, but in the eyes of yeah. common sense, you know that he's uh, he's he's bashed someone up with a chair or whatever. What? How does that affect the way you? I mean, That doesn't affect the way you do your job because you're professional, but um, don't doesn't it kind of taint what you feel about football fans or? or no, some... no,
5: I, I I actually find it quite amusing and quite quaint
2: that they're trying that to... they're trying. But oh, yeah. I just
5: have to say to them, look, everything you told me is in confidence, having just told the whole story on a podcast, but yeah. it's very yeah. Guess, yeah it's but fine. anyway, you won't mind. Um it's only going to be shared with the solicitor. It's gonna come out in the wash anyway. If you if you think that hiding something is gonna help, well it's really not so yeah. just tell me. But one thing I do find really, really sweet is nine times out of ten the blokes that ring me up are so polite and so courteous. Oh. And they never swear. And sometimes people have been nicked for swearing, so I say, well, tell me what you said. And, oh, I'd rather not. And I just oh, What is that
6: about
2: getting nicked for swearing? What, why is
6: it? But there is a part, when you go to watch football, a part of you does come out, so you can understand that they, they might be like they've never done it before, but you watch the football, you get caught up with a moment, you've had a couple of beers, and you might say, you might say...
2: What words what, you would
6: never say? what? Have you what?
2: What's happened? I haven't done it? anything. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't done anything. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't done anything. What have you done, Barney? <laughs> what, 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 what have you done? What have you
5: seen? seen? That, that, your soul? that reminds me of a game at your <laughs> place. We were in the away section and we were losing, but then we scored and so obviously we do what we did and I'm afraid I was gesticulating in a certain way. Yeah. Anyway, I happened to catch this man's eye and he was this old boy and he was absolutely immaculate from top <laughs> to toe. And he just looked at me with such
2: <laughs> disdain.
5: disdain and he was like, this. so I had to turn this into a, kind
2: of <laughs> a wanker, <laughs> turn the wanker sign. One of the, 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 the sites that please me mo- most about football is the obli- obligatory uh, wanker sign. You see it at every single game. <laughs> I've thrown a few in my life. If you're, not proper, proper football, yeah. you're not a proper football fan if you haven't thrown a couple of wanker signs inside the but stadium. The, the, the thing is, is that these people are... Are oh, you? you, Yeah, you, you! You're a wanker, mate! <laughs> <laughs> you're a, what, outside, outside. <laughs> outside! when we're outside! That's true, straight now, on the street! But these <laughs> people, oh, it's brilliant, I love it! These
3: people are solicitors, lawyers... These
5: people are us. Doctors, they are working us. factories...
3: Yeah. And when it since to get at the ground, it's just different people all to get on. It's adult theatre,
5: isn't it? It's yeah. adult pants It's exactly theater. that.
6: Yeah. Some of my favourite 1882 mo- moments are when we pick somebody in the opposition crowd. Oh, God, yeah. And we just don't, for the whole game, we just don't let them sit down. There was one where there was a guy, a Spurs fan, who was wearing a yellow puffer jacket. Do you yeah. remember that? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And throughout... Yeah. The it banana. The <laughs> banana. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it went on for 20 minutes. But it was, and there was another one that I remember, the Burnley fan with the long hair and the beard, and we just called Jesus. him Jesus. Yeah, we yeah. just calling Jesus, and he was the singing it. To be fair, yeah.
2: this is That's what's great. It's what I love about eighteen eighteen, which we missed so much this season. It's just the off the cuff singing, the impromptu stuff, and and uh, Amanda knows she sat with us at Hull.
7: Yeah, at
2: home, uh, we were beating them penalties actually. So penalties, yeah. um, that was at a time when oh, that was a mental time when uh, we, there, was, there was articles being written in in the Guardian and the Times. Well,
6: the game before we'd beaten Hull. Yeah, one nil in the league, and AvB had come out and criticised the fans, and mm. it just happened that the next game was Hull again in the, in the League Cup. <laughs> and, and then they'd, they'd,
2: they'd done they'd done a um, the, the journalists had put in a uh, what was that the you,
6: sound you, test?
2: No, 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 there, not like, that, not that, that. that. When they put in a, a freedom of information request, from yeah, the, was it from Tottenham or Haringey Council? It would
5: have been the council.
2: Yeah, and uh, they said that they there was movement from from Tottenham to try and stop eighteen eighty two from being able to attend games, and I was like. That, it doesn't sound true. Exactly. At all. And that was the game you, you
5: I came along, you didn't I? And he was in that Nicola Berti song that I couldn't yeah. get out of my head for a week.
2: Good, good. Uh, Which I
6: thought we made up, but it's we, so a West Ham song we stole. Yeah, Ludenbeckloska.
2: Ludenbeckloska. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I
6: didn't know that either. No. I knew that. I was hoping by the way to
2: it. Sorry. Yeah. I apologise. Yeah. Yeah. That's you go. It's progress. Yeah, and it came um, out and The Guardian had written this massive... Um, headline saying Spurs uh, uh, Tottenham moved to uh, drown out supporters group, and uh, we contacted the club and was like, "Is this right?" And it's like, "No, it was." It's usually the, uh, the local councils that force clubs to behave in a certain way, isn't it?
5: I think there is <clears throat> generally a fear of the crowd. Anyway, you know, in, in any context, but then add turn football fans into that crowd, and football culture, and how we express our identity is just misunderstood and I think that's been a hurdle with the whole safe standing thing mm. over the years because all people see is groups of fans mobbing together and they think, oh, you know, fans stand up, it's going to turn them into these Neanderthal knuckle-dragging... You've just mm. ho- That's quite impressive and you're still standing up. Uh,
2: yeah, the, I've, I've nailed another Bells.
5: Anyway, sorry.
2: <laughs> sorry. <You laughs> <might> have... <laughs> bells is a drink, yeah. not uh, a purse. Yeah, But, oh. I mean,
5: it's so... I'm,
2: Sorry, that's horrendous, isn't it? Not in company of a lady.
5: Um, but at, so-called atmosphere groups, I think, are feared, and a lot of fans who form them have had to really battle with their clubs to be allowed to take in drums do and you have much? Co- do you
3: have much contact of atmosphere groups in, in general? Was that out
5: of your remit? I don't know, I talked to them and yeah. they often come to me for advice. I'm, I'm, Borough, Middlesbrough is a really, really good example because they've got a group called Red Faction. Yeah. And it was, they, their relationship with the club was so fractious, it was awful. And, you know, this group of young kids, about 150 of them, surrounded by, like, nightclub bouncers, all they wanted to do was create an atmosphere. I mean, yeah. that, that all got ironed out thanks to a guy called Anthony Emerson who was the supportive liaison officer there. Yeah. And now that, that, you know, the club love them, embrace them, they're using all their advertising material. The home cell fanatics at Palace are another group yeah. that, are, you know, everyone gives. I mean, some people say they're naff and everything else, but I think a lot of fans who go there as away fans come away really impressed with the atmosphere that they I, create. We, there. Yeah, yeah,
6: we had it recently with Dortmund at home. Um, a lot of people queued, called them naff as well, which I, which I personally I don't agree with, but it does happen.
2: Yeah, I, yeah, it's just it's a question a, a of taste, isn't it? I, I just think there's a kind of resistance to anything that isn't kind of traditionally English support. And I can understand that to a certain degree because there's a way of doing things in England when it comes to football. Uh, there are certain aspects of Dortmund support I really like. I hate the flags because they had men, the cartoons, smoking marijuana. And I don't have an issue with marijuana. I'm not, obviously, people listen to the podcast have got no issue with drugs at all. But I've got an issue with drugs, but not an issue against them morally. Uh, this, <laughs> <So you laughs> know, the you're
5: issue
2: not is you can't f- get enough. I can't, I can't put enough in my face. <laughs> you're
6: not against the flags, you're just against the d- design of the
3: flags. Yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. They're, they're just putting marijuana leaves on the flag, yeah. a flag of football, But I
3: think Martin Cloak said himself that um, their fans would rather make more songs and do the drumming and all the rest of it. And that's what our fans, that's what our fans in England want. They'd rather us make up more songs off the cuff than... Just have drums and the whole Tifo and display thing. But without
6: going back into the the support debate, the problem is when it's off the cuff, is there's going to be ebbs and flows. There's going to be points in a game where there is no atmosphere, and if the well, that's that's that's
3: that's better. I mean, we even said in the pod last week that with with Dortmund they scored and it just stayed at the same level. Yeah, it was
2: weird. It was like they scored a goal and it's like they hadn't scored that the fans couldn't up the ante because they're exhausted probably. So this is very straight. I wouldn't want that. I'd, I'd rather just just ebb and flow with the game and see if I better that way. I would rather have that than some of the silence at Wembley sometimes. Well, it? yeah, I really mean, it's, it's it's it's
3: it's a case of extremes, isn't it?
2: Well, yeah.
6: at, at the away game, they have that. Wall which keeps going, and then the rest of the fans will ebbs and flows Yeah, yeah. you've got that constant kind of like almost like a drum beat in the background of them, and then when they play well, the, everyone else kicks in and joins in. I, I went like. to
5: um, Man- Derby Man United with Man United fans for the cup game for 90 minutes. It was the absolutely I'm getting like goosey just thinking about it yeah. 90 minutes of non stop noise, different yeah. songs clapping and it was a uh, you know, apart from my own experiences with with West the uh, with West Ham. And
2: Tottenham Tottenham at Hull that one. Yeah, that well,
5: was equally that, as the thing good is good. <laughs> but, just, well, but to be amongst that support for ninety minutes, you know, that that's what I watched on telly as a kid and that's what attracted yeah. me yeah. to football. And I think there's probably a lot of people watching that at home right. thinking shit, I would we love if my club had that level of support. And if the
2: clubs just understood that they could embrace this uh, uh, and, and actually use it yeah. to kind of sell, sell selling selling point. the club. Yeah, it's a selling point. Like, just, in, in, instead of thinking... What's, at what at nine
5: million decibels before kickoff. Yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah like, just say, look, look he, this is what coming to White Lane is about. It's not about sitting down and being comfortable. It's about experiencing traditional English support. If they would... If the club would help us and they... Uh, for the record Tottenham have been great for 1882 they really have Um, Jonathan Waite supporters liaison officer have been fantastic I've always said it on the pod and I always will until the the situation changes but they could actually up the ante a little bit they could actually work with us and say this is what we want to create this is what we think would be fantastic and then we think right if you're giving us carte blanche to do this not pyros knives bats Mm. and dogs but (laughs) but but you know passion and atmosphere and a collectiveness Inside the stadium, then that if everyone's thinking the same way and the same way they do of Dortmund,
7: because
2: mm. you remember when Dortmund was in, in 1996, I think it was, on the brink of going out of business, decided to remodel, rebuild. It was, uh, it was later than that. What was it? 2006. Probably. Might, I think it might Because they won a the
3: Champions League in 1996 or 97. Right. Or so, was, so, so
2: 2006. So at some point they were on the brink of uh, collapse and yeah. they essentially rebuilt the club, but with the fans at the centre of it it's not a difficult thing, even if it's not quite right or it's not 100% authentic, it's not a difficult thing to actually listen to the fans and and, and encourage us to to, to to behave in a certain way, which isn't antisocial. I mean, sadly, the only way that happens is if a club almost goes out of business.
3: Um, Brentford, I believe, are owned by the fans. Palace almost went out of business and I believe they've got a similar situation where they've got a bunch of people on the board who listen to the fans... I Hopefully it wanted to get to that degree where Spurs have to get fucked up to a point where they say, you know what, we need you, help us. Well, with a bit of proactiveness, they won't get to that But stage. The,
5: the very fact that you have to talk to the club about what you want to do is almost indicative of the problem, isn't it? Yeah. And, and I think the inherent <laughs> nervousness of your intentions, what it's going to turn into, and also the fear of, oh, we mustn't upset the other fans. You know, people might write in and complain well, if they do, then perhaps they're not at the right sport. Yeah. But the club's not going to tell them that, are they? You know, if I go complain about Marks and Spencer's, they're not going to say, we are going to shop somewhere else, are they? So I, I get all of that. But, you know, go, going back to the music, I think that is absolutely definitely used as a form of crowd control.
6: Yeah, the music. At Tottenham, they've played two videos now before the game. They've played one with um, Trigger, which is fine. But then they've got another one, which is just, it's oppressive. And it's just, it almost, it's so forceful that you almost, like, almost have to sit down. What video is that? The Ready Honor. Oh, dear.
5: Well, at West Ham, they actually play a pre-recording of Bubbles and then they turn it off halfway through. Uh, it's
3: just Chelsea actually um, put the words for um, blue as a colour. And you know you've got the ball basing on each word mm-hmm. as the fans sing it? Really? They have that.
5: And the flag at Arsenal, I'm sorry, but that, that is just so incredibly... No Arsenal fan will be listening, so I'm not worried about offending anyone. <laughs> Some of them
2: do weirdly <laughs> When <laughs> we're doing shit, do, freaky weirdos. Um, <laughs> if you are listening to it, then, you know, don't.
0: Uh, all right, so... Uh, Keep downloading. We've downloaded. got one <laughs> one
2: question before we end, cause it's been a long second half. Um, uh, Rachel V Martin on Twitter... So there's a... Uh, OK. Uh says, how should we celebrate the last season of Water Lane? Where's balance between commemoration... Commemoration and exploitation and tackiness. That's uh, a really good question. Uh, how do you celebrate it? It's, it's, hard, it's hard to do really say,
3: how, how do you celebrate over um, 25 games? It's difficult
6: to really say. So how do we celebrate well, the last season? Well, yeah. uh, Amanda, you're seeing it now at the moment at Upton Park. How are West Ham doing it?
5: I'm not sure about what the final plans are. Um, I mean, the noble testimonial... I think, was a goodbye for lot of fans who haven't got season tickets and everybody was full of praise with how that went. I'd agree with Rachel, it can't be tacky And whatever West Ham do has got to come from the fans. But I actually read today there's plans um, for some film company are filming some crappy London gangster thing set in a football stadium where these gangsters take all the fans hostage and they want to actually blow up the Berlin. Sorry, fuck off. (laughs) They want to blow up. You did not end all of that history and heritage by blowing it up in some tacky gangster. They want to actually blow it up. (laughs) up.
2: Do do you know
5: what? It's so weird. Tonight, hopefully, it's just. So <laughs> you
2: said that but I think that actually a massive bonfire, like let, let's just set fire to our lane and see it off. Like in what? <laughs> you're <laughs> Like an Indian funeral. Yes, like a wicker <laughs> man, like, like, or a, or a, or a, man. Like, a Viking. <laughs> because wicker man's negative, but like, <laughs> you know, like the Viking funerals where they fire the arrow into, and then all the fans around London actually. We all know, get like a match. when we look up at it and then there's this massive blaze and you think. There it goes. What we do is we we'll, we'll, we'll see you we'll in the We'll burn
3: eye. the stadium down. Yeah, burn it As down.
2: As a farewell. Do you know what This is a bit of a theme for me because there's a Charlton fan in the... In, in the uh, there's a Charlton fan in, the, in... This happens at the end of every podcast. <laughs> there's a Charlton fan in, in the office and he was talking about all the troubles that Charlton have had and I was saying, just burn the stadium. I
5: like, can't like, just burn it. You didn't accept that fire at White Hart Lane?
2: I no, think you are a bit of a pyromaniac. <laughs> <have you? laughs> was cat- that cat- you? Categorically, I didn't. <laughs> OK. I've uh, got so <laughs> the hashtag, no pyro, no party. No pyro, no yeah And they said it's the only asset we have. It's the only thing we actually own is Charlton, and that's a, that's the message. Burn everything you have.
6: We could do, like, a petrol tank and drive it down the high roads, and then at Seven Sisters, drop a match and just watch it go. Yeah.
2: Oh. yeah. So burn
3: top oh, them oh. down.
6: <laughs> no, no, because it'll throw the trail of petrol. To yeah. <laughs> too early, no. no oh, but I personally, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to burn it. I, I reckon a couple of like the Ledley King testimonial still keeps getting talked about. A couple of nice testimonials that actually mean something. <laughs> players, the only that people that are legible,
3: it'd be Defoe and maybe. I, I don't know,
6: what, but I, no, I'm not saying a testimonial. I say let's get like a commemoration. A commemoration. Of the,
2: of the, All the I, players who are still alive. And, I don't know how. Part I of genuinely don't know how I'm going to be able to cope because I. I don't actually. I still, to this day, I don't actually want to leave. I want to stay. I like White Hart Lane. I like the way. It is. But you're not leaving, out of the are you? No, we're not leaving. I mean, I
5: get it that you're, you're... all those memories and all that history in the in the walls and everything else. Yeah. But unlike us, who have got a whole new area to go to, whole new match routines will have to be developed. Yeah. For you fans, everything will remain the same. Yeah. You'll sh- still go to the same pub, it's the same for match state,
2: Yeah. That, without doubt, it's worse. I would be much. I'd be. I'd be angry having you to move. You could go to like. Nando's and stuff in
6: Westfield before
5: the
3: game. That would be great, wouldn't it? Not. <laughs> well, start a <off> fight.
6: Start <laughs> fighting at Nando's.
7: With women. <laughs>
6: uh, they... But no, don't get too naughty. You just chuck the lemon and herb It's Not the, like the red hot one. <laughs>
2: uh, yeah, it, it's. I, I don't know how I want to cope. And we, we're going to have to deal with this on the podcast coming, coming closer to, to to when that happens. But it's, it's a good question. I don't know what the answer is. You got, you got an answer for it? I don't... We will... Or we'll think of something that's really good but it's just a bit early it's so hard to we'll say I mean, season, we? I mean we'll
3: be in the Champions League that final season I guess the best thing would be to win it win the Champions League so exactly. if we get to the semi-final that'd be our last ever European game at White Hart Lane and there's a, there's a good history with European games at White Hart yeah. Lane i had a mental
2: image then of uh, uh, somehow, like a collective image of uh, the last game, everyone just <laughs> just gets completely naked and just stands <laughs> on oh the pitch. No, no, not not no runs on the pitch. Weirder, weirder. Down everyone down. just stands still, not saying anything, not acknowledging naked. the fact that everyone's naked. Yeah, balls out if you love Tottenham. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but like no balls for Tottenham. <laughs> everyone's just <laughs> clapping passionately. <laughs> completely start by oh, the lady no
6: one looking they...
2: at each other just look straight at the pitch
6: Dortmund have you know where everybody jumps we can have everybody just swinging their hips <laughs> and do that the, the part lane doing the helicopter on that bombshell
5: I think we should call it that song day. about running around Tottenham with the wheelies, oh like, yeah. oh my good <laughs>
2: god um, yeah alright well that is the end of the fighting cock <laughs> podcast but why we can't this, this is the fine cock this is Tottenham exactly TIT Passionately clapping, staring, a thousand yards stare. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Amanda, thank you so That's much for coming on the, on the pod. Um, it's been a pleasure. And obviously, uh, the Football Supporters Federation, as we've said many times over the last what's hour. What's their been...
3: website?
5: www.ffootball, s for supporters, f for And
3: what's your Twitter handle?
5: Mine, I am FSF underscore fair cop.
2: There yes. oh, you go. So if you have any problems at the football
5: ring me, email me, tweet me. Hopefully not at
2: 7 a.m. going No, not at 7 a.m. I don't know what's happened. <laughs> Help me. 7am nosed up. <laughs> <laughs> what do <did> I do? <laughs> Hopefully not that. Um but I that may I might give you a call on Sunday morning. <laughs> OK. <laughs> Alright, that's it for the podcast, mate. Uh, T, thank you so much. Party, no, well. thanks a lot. And uh yeah, it's been me. It's been good good pod good pod, Good second Very off.
5: Very enjoyable. Good. It's the fight in it's the fire in Kok It's the Fire in
0: It's the Fire in Kok a Kyamo Channel
7: Sports Social Podcast Network.
1: Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Network.
0: GEICO asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, GEICO can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV.